Welcome to another Moment with Matt with State Representative Matt Dowling of the 51st Legislative District in Fayette and Somerset Counties. I'm Chuck Nichols. Matt, welcome to another report to your constituents. This week, we'd like to talk about getting back to work here in Harrisburg. We just had what was called Signy Die, which ended a session, had a month where the legislature didn't really do anything because it didn't really exist. And now we're getting back into the flow of things. I understand that you've been sworn in for another session. What's going on here? How was swearing in and, and how does this lead us to getting some things done? Well, as you said, you know, we have this period of downtime where constitutionally the General Assembly doesn't exist and we all become members elect again in the month of December. Well, now it's January. We've been sworn into office. We've taken the oath of office and really this session, it looks like we're going to hit the ground running. I know a lot of my constituents have concerns about things like election integrity, and, and we're dealing with those on a caucus-wide basis uh, and through our state government committee. A number of bills or proposals that were worked on but didn't quite make it past the finish, finish line before, those are things that we're going to pick up and run with pretty much immediately. You know, I, I would be remiss if, if I don't mention the fact that we had kind of a, a somber swearing-in day. I serve Fayette in Somerset counties. My colleague just to the north in, in Westmoreland, Representative Mike Reese, uh, passed away uh, very suddenly. And so we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that his absence uh, kind of overshadowed swearing in a little bit. And, uh, and our thoughts and prayers are with his wife, Angela, and, uh, and their kids. As we get into the legislative session, you mentioned that there's a lot of legislation that it, because of sine die, kind of gets halfway through the process and then just disappears because the session has ended. You have been working on some legislation that deals with firearms rights, and you really need to look at this delicately because a lot of folks who look at this issue get really up in arms about uh, what goes on here. How are we addressing firearms rights preemption issues, local issues. How do we craft this together to make sure that that the state has one unified plan? Well, and, and that's one of the concerns is that, you know, I could be following the law and traveling through the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and if I get into a municipality or an area which has created local firearms laws, I could actually be in, in violation of the law, not knowing that I would be breaking it. Now, some of those laws that have been created, in, in my opinion and in most people's opinion who would read the Constitution, aren't even constitutional. But what we're working to try to do is to get this preemption legislation where we would have one uh, statute, one law throughout the entire Commonwealth on uh, firearms, the right to possess, the right to carry, and it would be uniform, you know, regardless of, of what local municipalities would, would want to enact, they would have to follow the state laws that have already been put in place. Another piece of legislation also kind of related to this deals with tasers. This one is a little bit confusing because it, it deals with a really obscure part of the law that has to do with the documentation of the taser that you're using and making sure that's on your person when you're using it. It doesn't seem like that should be something you're concerned about when needing to use a taser. 
how are we trying to deal with this? Okay, so uh, one of the things about legislation is it, it comes from someplace. Sometimes it's in theory and it's, you know, dealing with constitutionality. This is a case where there actually have been cases in the Commonwealth where people who have used electronic incapacitation devices, or as we call them, tasers, in self-defense have actually been prosecuted because the law states that the device has to have the original warning label and instructions on it. If you were to put that in your purse and you're going to carry that around on a daily basis or, you know, a man throws it in the glove box, there's a good chance that that warning label, which is screen printed on the side, can wear off. And uh, and then you do have cases where, as I said, people have been prosecuted, even though they use the device in self-defense. And, you know, the law just has to catch up. While reading that warning is probably a good idea when you buy the the uh, the defense mechanism, you don't have to have it on you at all times. I, I don't think if you're being mugged in a parking lot, you pull it out and read the paragraph of warning before you use it. Uh, you should have already done that, done your homework. It's good that we have some common sense legislation going on there. Another thing we'd like to talk about, Representative, is a real local issue, and this has to do with the designation of a road and the all that all that comes with it as far as billboards and advertising and, and and what happens i understand that a road designation change is in order in your district what is going on here? well you know we have um the great honor of having route 40 the national road the road that built america uh traveling right through uh fayette county and in many of our southwestern counties in the uniontown area years ago the scenic byway designation followed the george c marshall highway the by bypass, as we call it locally, around the city rather than going through downtown. And this designation change would change the limitation on billboards. It would limit billboards, which are actually through downtown. It would also potentially bring some funding to the National Road Heritage Corridor, which preserves that national road and uh, and could help them in the downtown area where right now they don't get those supports because the national road follows the bypass rather than the original historic route. So we're just trying to put things back in the right place through that designation. And we all know that the small businesses in almost every area right now have been hit so hard. We need to make sure that traffic comes by and uh, pays homage and, and, and pays a little bit to the businesses that are operating along this. Representative, thanks for this informative report to your constituents and tune in for another Moment with Matt.